0: Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva paper towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more appropriate for us as a message. Um, and the only song I can really kinda of
1: think of I'm always trying to figure out how this thing is working. Like I never understand why it's never working properly. Like how many mic checks does one have to do to actually make things work What the fuck is this recording? Oh, well, hello and welcome, friends, to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked. I'm Carissa. As always, that hasn't changed me, myself, and I. How's everyone doing? Lockdown measures are starting to ease up here in Cyprus. I don't know. How's it going on on your end? Um, Are lockdown measures easing up where you are? Is everybody going back to work? Life is never going to be the same again, so we can't really say normal. But how are things on your end? What's been happening? I want to get the news, the good good. So here in Cyprus, uh, well, I'll tell you what's been happening here. We've had a damn heat wave and it was rough. It still is. Hopefully by tomorrow, Friday, when I drop this episode, it's going to ease up. It was dust in the air. I think everybody was just like, shit, what the hell is happening? kind of weather. It was rough. Let me just tell you that. Definitely rough. Um, Sweating buckets, as I mentioned in that bonus episode, I was just like, what is this? It doesn't matter if you're staying still or moving around, you're sweating the same amount. It was horrific, like honestly. Um, Not to mention, I saw the first cockroach that Crawled in of the season. It's always me. Like I always see the first cockroach of the season. Um, probably cause I visualized it and it came to be. And it just, oh my god, it was a battle right there. And oh, I have never leapt off a bed so quickly in my life. Well, probably I have because of a cockroach. Ugh, oh, but it was horrific, horrific. I have one of those things where I'm just like, ah, oh, why do you have to exist? What is your purpose? It's gross. So, you know, I know that everything has a purpose, a reason for being and to exist. But seriously, cockroaches now? Like, what the hell? That part? Oh, Oh, gross. Um... Yeah, so that that was uh, <laughs> that was quite the battle right there. Um, apart from the heat and a cockroach a cockroach situation. Um, uh, tomorrow, obviously, I will be dropping this episode that I am recording today, Thursday morning, early morning. Good morning, friends. Um, but I'm hoping that tomorrow I'll be able to go to my favorite beach um, in the district over Limassol. It's called, it's a beach called Pissori. Well, it's the, it's like a town that's called Pissori, but like where I go to the beach, is like Pissori Beach or Bay. And I love it. That's where my mama and I used to spend a lot of time actually. Like we would pretty much go like almost Almost every single day a few years back. And so it's one of my favorite places to go and, and swim and just stay under a tree or whatnot. I don't think I'll stay too long under the sun because you can't be doing that. <laughs> and so, yeah, so those are my plans um, since lockdown measures are easing up today, like salons and hair and like beauticians and all this like are opening up so i'm sure that people are scrambling to get their hair nails done and everything um because it's been a long time i actually need to call and make appointments they're gonna be like we're full until july what the hell um but i definitely need to be getting my nails and and everything else done actually so Speaking of, I was wondering how you guys enjoy that bonus episode on bumhole Botox. I'm sure you didn't know it was a thing. Neither did I until I read those like tons of articles and I was like, okay, all right, I see. I just loved how that article was written, though, because I could not stop laughing, obviously, as you could hear. And of course, like there are people who do have like fecal incontinence and have other issues where they would need to go you know and and get something, whether it be hemorrhoids removed, skin tags, fissures, fistulas. I think that's gonna stay forever in in ingrained in my mind um you know, to get rid of them and 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 whatnot um but other people is just to make their bumhole prettier and I was just like, okay, so what your bumhole is exposed twenty four seven you're walking around with your bumhole exposed that's um that's something so it goes to show you how even their society somehow pressures us that our sexual holes and just holes in general (laughs) um you know have to look quote-unquote perfect (laughs) i mean like it's it's just a bit ridiculous that now we're even contemplating getting our bum holes fixed all right fair well fixed is one thing i mean you know but Fixed in to make it lickable Pretty What? Uh, photo shoot worthy Ready? Um, yeah, so how, Well, who knew? Well, now we do, don't we? <laughs> oh, man Well, today's episode Is going to shine a light <laughs> So sorry I just have, again, a mental image Anyway We're going to shine a light on Something else um, That has been on us for thousands of years um yet we as a society sometimes have an issue if we see someone with it and people are thinking what the hell is she going to be talking about today we're going to talk about body hair (laughs) so my sister and i were just like right i have a list of like topics that i want to cover obviously but i was just like okay what am i going to like talk about what am I going to talk about am I going to talk about like ageism am I going to talk about you know I mean so my sister and I were kind of brainstorming and then I don't know how the hell it came about but she's like that's it you're going to do this episode on body hair and I'm like "Mm, okay all right um and let me tell you seriously the amount of information as always that I found um and it's it's a little bit um, uh, more one-sided, even though men are feeling the pressure um, to get rid of their body hair. Because, again, it's, you know, what we see in movies or in ads sometimes. And, and you know um, you know, a lot of people also do it, I would say, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it could be taken both ways, like for aesthetic purposes. Although... Your hair does serve a purpose In reality, but we're going to get into that A bit later, but men are starting To also feel the pressure to remove A lot of their of their body hair, maybe not their facial Hair or head hair But, you know, body hair um, Here in Cyprus, I know I go and get laser um, Hair removal On pretty much all my body um, Apart from my face But um, I have seen Like guys there, you know At the Laser Institute where they're removing you know for on on their chests or basically anywhere else you know so it's it's kind of um how would you say it's uh it's getting to be a normal quote-unquote kind of sight to see men without hair of course a lot like when i used to go to the gym and everything there were a lot of men who didn't have and a lot of them would shave and whatnot all right fair enough i mean Again, your hair does serve a purpose. We're going to get into it. Um, the reason why, also, I thought this was a good topic to choose from was because, being obsessed with TikTok as I am, I, somebody get me off of that app. I saw a lot, you know, uh, a lot of um, vid like TikTok videos that are done about body positivity and things like this. I like those videos and I gravitate towards them. Um, but one of them, I forgot the name. Anyway, she. she's all around gorgeous doesn't really matter anyway but she is pro you know being au naturel keeping her underarm hair and everything and of course she's receiving a ton of hate and i'm thinking okay we as a society again where where why do we have an issue with what somebody does with their own body i don't understand why can we not just stay in our lane focus on driving straight instead of like you know swerving into other people's lanes and having to give a negative opinion by the way on somebody's hair whether it's be body hair their head hair whatever body shape whatever it may be why does everybody have to you know spread such hate and the fact that you're actually doing it behind a screen of some sorts it's like what what is wrong why do you have to have that kind of hate you know is it there's there's got to be an it there's got to be number one a reason and number two there's got to be also like what do you care if somebody has underarm hair or you know decides to keep their pubes long or whatever like how does that affect you or your life for that matter we're going to get into it right now so as I mentioned I found So many articles So many things Okay a lot of them were kind of regurgitating What the other one was saying Somehow just using their own words um, It happens But I, 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 I narrowed it down I would say to just a few <laughs> um, But yeah so I found things on Feminisminindia.com Womensmuseum.wordpress.com Mike.com um, there there are just a lot um, that I probably will be mentioning throughout if I did not mention them in the beginning but yeah so here we go are, we, are you ready I know you are here we go so expecting a woman to get rid of all her visible body hair is just another example of how women are expect expected to conform to the societal perception of an ideal image yes <laughs> oh lord so while many women do start removing body hair for social slash normative reasons, I'm not really too sure about normative. I mean, I really don't. I really try to avoid the word normal because I'm just like, what the hell is normal? Anyway, they continue to do so to appear more feminine slash attractive. Okay. So um, hair removal, it's, it's something that does have a long history, uh, especially for women. But did you know that the human body contains over uh, five million hair follicles? I was just like, wait, what's that? What's that number? (laughs) Five million hair follicles. And while body hair seems pretty useless, it actually does serve a purpose, as I said, as I mentioned. So did you know that your hair helps regulate body body temperature, for example? Uh, It helps keep. Humans warmer in colder climates. It also helps protect the body from outside elements like dirt. So, as I mentioned, as and as this article mentions, it it helps you. It's there for a reason. It serves a purpose. Unlike our enemy, the cockroach, which seriously, anyone who chal- challenge me on that, challenge me and tell me what the hell does a cock? What is the purpose of that? I know I'm kind of like sidetracking here. What is the purpose? What is the pur- my hair has more purpose than a cockroach does all right <laughs> So now especially in the last let's say 10 10 or so years women have more of a Choice to shave or not to shave whether it be her legs her armpits her pubes um, And the same goes for men we have that choice but even when we decide whatever we decide it seems to remain controversial especially if we don't do it so pop culture has weighed in on the conversation with women on television showing and talking more and more about their body hair so we've even progressed, progressed to a point where lingerie ads feature women with body hair now I haven't seen these um, lingerie ads. I would love to see them. I've seen like on Instagram like people's personal accounts. well, that sounds weird personal accounts, but you know their Instagram accounts. Um, again, it's all about body positivity and everything and a lot of them do not remove their body hair. so I've seen it, but I haven't seen any of these ads, these lingerie ads. So I might just do a, a, a check a quick a quick search on the in, uh, on the on the Instagram no on on the interwebs <laughs> to find out so body hair is natural and helpful so why then do women spend so much time removing hair from their own bodies so to understand this guess what guys we're gonna have to go and take a look back in history you know i love a history lesson Woohoo! so body hair removal emerged as a survival tactic many millennia ago with time it was reduced to an aesthetic value Um, which then served as a foundation for the oppressive, modern, and gendered notions of feminine hairlessness. We're going to look back millennia ago. So archaeologists have come to believe that the peoples of the Stone Age were the first ones to embrace shaving. And unlike now, um, shaving wasn't for vanity's sake. It was for safety. So according to History Undressed, both men and women during the Stone Age um, often shaved their heads and faces so that their opponents in battle wouldn't have the advantage of grabbing onto anything. This is very interesting, actually. We go that about uh, 100,000 years ago, uh, during the Stone Age, flint blades, seashells, and other sharp objects were used to shave off all body hair. So like we said, that hair removal was done for practical reasons, but one of them, apart from you didn't want your opponent to grab onto your hair in any way shape or form it was also to prevent uh, frostbite especially during the ice age when the unending winter would make the water freeze on um their body it was also for they were also doing it so that it wouldn't provide a breeding ground for parasites like mites and lights uh lice and to take away like we said any advantage on your enemy might have like to grab onto your body here Cause I wouldn't even I would I understand the whole like it wouldn't even come to my mind, but like, OK, fair enough. The whole like parasite and lice thing, like just in general. OK, fair enough. But um, I would never think, oh, wait, my enemy is going to try to grab onto my hair. Might as well shave it off. But I, I, I mean, this is we're talking about our ancestors here. So, you know. All right. So it only took a few more thousand years to understand that sharpening rocks just wasn't going to cut it. So in the ancient Egyptian era, men and women finally improved on how to take care of their body hair, all of it. So throughout Egypt and Mesopotamia during this time, it was common for women and men to remove all of their body hair, except for their eyebrows. And this is to allude to cleanliness and to conform to a beauty standard set by women like Cleopatra, the famous Cleopatra. So, ancient Egypt, we're talking about around 3000 BC. Um, they seriously were, were suckers for cleanliness. They maintained a strict regimen of bathing and removing body hair, primarily because of the blistering heat that they lived in. I totally understand. I live in Cyprus, and I, I mean, seriously? Oh my God. But also because they believed that having body hair was an indicator of being uncivilized. This is very, this is an interesting concept. Cleopatra, she was quite the trendsetter. Is one of the individuals To whom the creation of this beauty standard Can be attributed to So they used one of the many Processes available at the time Such as sugaring Tweezers, shaving And a combination of Depilatory creams This is interesting These depilatory creams are quite different From what we might know um, Of today But they would use a mixture Of burnt lotus leaf Tortoise shell And hippo fat they also used pumice uh, stones to remove all hair from their body, uh, like we mentioned, except their eyebrows. Also, according to, the, okay, so according to the Encyclopedia of Hair, which I did not know existed in Encyclopedia of Hair, copper razors uh, dating back to 3000 BC were found among ruins in Egypt and Mesopotamia too. There's also evidence that women in Turkey used homemade paste to remove much of their body hair so we're moving from the ancient egyptians um and the ancient uh, the ancient civilizations of egypt and mesopotamia and we're gonna go to the romans and this is around 400 bc and like the egyptians uh they viewed body hair as a class issue but only for women the amount of body hair was inversely proportional to one's status in society So, wealthy women during this era took to removing all their body hair with puma stones, razors made from flint, and very scary-looking tweezers called volcellas. And also, they used um, the depilatory creams. Again, they were quite different from what we're used to today. Um, Men, on the other hand, were free to wear their body hair however they liked. So, similarly to Egyptian society, pubic hair was seen as uncivilized to people in the Roman Empire Um, And Greece, so young women were subjugated to the volcella, which we said the the tweezers, especially when the second pubic hair appeared. The second pubic hair appeared. Okay, I'm trying. I'm again. I'm trying to look look back into like my early when my pubes started coming out, and I'm like the second once the second pubic hair came, time to take out the tweezers. That's how they thought back in the day. So therefore, hairlessness is a value that has deep roots in many cultures all around the world. Historically, societal perceptions on what, how, and why regarding body hair removal differed, of course. So then we go into the 1700s, and the real straight razor appeared, and it was created by Jean-Jacques Perret. It was originally for men to use on their faces if they wanted to, but women would use it as well. This is one of the few times in history when there wasn't one single beauty standard dictating how women uh, groomed their own body hair. Then we have the 1800s that brought um, an even safer razor created by King Camp Gillette. Ah, the Gillette razors. By the way, he wasn't actually a king. It was just his name, King Camp Gillette. So, although razors were getting progressively safer uh, they wouldn't be marketed uh, towards women until decades later can you imagine though like already like you know back we always like have again this romanticized version of like oh living in those days you know how whatever we're not thinking we're not taking into consideration how easy it was to you know i mean all of us have at one maybe one point in our lives used a razor and it's happened that we've gotten cut now imagine going three four hundred years back and that cut could have led to an infection which could have led to you dying okay (laughs) like this is how fragile well fragile i mean this is how it was to the, the the concept of death fair enough it's diff it differs from you know culture to culture but in the sense of it was very very it's still present today but it was just very present in the everyday things that you would do just getting a freaking cut you could die from it so we, oh mm, ooh, dangerous so now we're going towards the more modern methods and ideas of body hair removal So by the 1900s Women started wearing Sleeveless clothes That exposed more skin Oh my And manufacturers of razors And uh, depilatory creams Wasted no time In capitalizing On this change of style In clothing Gillette The pioneer of women's razors markets strategically So as to use its products To create the problem To create the problem And provide a solution To save women from the And this is in quotes Embarrassing personal problem The fuck Oh man, feeding on, on, seriously, feeding on insecurities, these ads. I have to, I actually remember I, I did find a few ads a few months back about this, and I was like, the fuck? So in 1915, Gillette created the first ever razor specifically for women. It was called Milady Decollete, which promised to remove the humiliating growth of hair on face, neck, and arms. It referred to shaving as a refinement that has become a modern necessity, and to its um, and to its product as the dainty little Gillette used by the well-groomed woman to keep her underarm white and smooth. What, white and smooth? Clearly, um, you're definitely targeting a certain audience right there, or a certain consumer, uh, to keep her underarm white. I'm sorry. Not, anyway, you see where I'm going with this, right? Um, so looking back a century later, this proves to be a landmark year in the history of social norms relating to women's body hair. So we're talking about, well, a century later, it's not this. I'm assuming this article was written in uh, 2015 then. Um, so this is where also... One of the first instances this article points out that this is one of the first in- instances where f- the fashion industry directly affected how women took care or groomed their body hair, basically, because the shorter things got, the more skin you revealed, you had well, not that you, well, you had to re- remove your ar- or your hair, your body hair. You don't have to, obviously, but this was what they thought um, was normal back in the day. So continuing, um, advertisements and magazines at the time sought to inform, inform women of the changing fashion trends that demanded women to remove all, demanded, huh? Women to remove all visible body hair apart from that on the head. Thank you very much. Labeling it as superfluous, ugly, unwanted, and unfashionable. These advertisements marked the beginning of the great underarm campaign. The fuck? of the advertisement found In Harper's Bazaar's editions Glorified shaving by the planned use Of um, Pictures taglines And it increased the frequency Of such messages Uh, So They showed women with bare arms and underarms Raised above the head Accompanied with taglines Such as And I'm going to be reading this In that changed tone of voice the fastidious woman today must have immaculate underarms if she is to be unembarrassed. Summer dress and modern dancing combine to make it necessary to remove objectable hair. Objectionable? Sorry, objectionable hair. And if we were the dean of women, we would levy a demerit on every hairy leg on campus. The fuck? What? Okay, anyway. McCall, a popular American magazine with considerable readership, gave an advertisement accompanied with the tagline, Let's look at your legs. Everyone else does. The fuck? Life. Another magazine, well, we all know life. Another magazine gave another such advertisement, stating that in order to wear those sleeveless tops that had just come into vogue, armpits must be smooth as your cheeks and sweet as your breath. Uh, uh, mm Mm-hmm. Uh, So aided by changing fashion trends Skirts became shorter Silk stockings more prevalent And swimsuits more revealing Oh my Manufacturers saw this as an opportunity and marketed even more aggressively for hair removal. Go fuck yourselves. Their advertisements encouraged women to abide by the right look that was slender, sophisticated, youthful and sensual. And might I ask, uh, might I add white? Because this is, I mean, this is what they were targeted to. The the audience was that you had to be pretty much white, slender, sophisticated, youthful, youthful and sensual kind of disregard.
0: Hey, listeners, looking for an affordable way to go back to school? National University is investing $30 million in new scholarships. For 50 years, National University has pioneered achievable higher education. Today, NU offers over 75 100% online degree programs and flexible four-week class schedules that let you start sooner and finish faster. National University. Classes start monthly. Apply for your scholarship today at nu.edu.
1: All other cultures and races, but anyway, Eurocentric beauty standards, go fuck yourselves. So fashion of the nineteen forties and fifties, coupled with World War Two, meant that American women were more and more encouraged to start shaving their legs for the first time ever. Because there was a shortage of nylon um in those days, um during World War Two, um, they couldn't wear stockings every day, so that meant that women had to go bare leg legged and um, it was deemed social, Socially acceptable That women shave their legs <laughs> So after all this Force feeding, force feeding, force feeding Through advertisements Women no longer needed to be convinced That they had to remove their hair It had already been forced um, Onto them And so the modern link between Attractiveness, femininity, and hairlessness Came to be so let's say in about from the time where Gillette started its campaign in 1915, uh, also its campaign and it brought about the first razor specifically for women, up to the 1950s. So we're talking about uh, 35 years of being force-fed, you know, because the fashion trends were, were, were changing, um, things were getting shorter, everything was becoming more revealing, people would show their ankles, Oh my! Although well, that's a whole different topic right there. Um, so you know, you're force feeding, saying that it's unattractive. Uh, you know, don't be embar- you should be embarrassed by your hair. It's unattractive. You're not ladylike. You're not this. You're not that. You need to shave, and shave everything that you know, um, because the fashion is getting shorter and shorter. You need to shave whatever needs to be shaved. <sighs> <sighs> na, 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 na. So <clears throat> after the 50s, advertisements didn't focus on the why you should shave because it was already ingrained into your mind of why. Now these advertisements emphasized on the superiority of their product. So use me because this is better because I can um, uh, precise shaving and this and that and blah, 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 all this bullshit. Sorry. For instance... The famous Remington came up with the first ever electric razor that was presented as a better alternative to manual shaving and creams that tended to irritate the skin. So by the 50s, society had accepted that a woman must be hairless in order to be truly feminine. Shaving had changed from being a freak story to the new normal. The hell? Waxing was introduced in the 60s and electrolysis in the 70s. Um, With the increasing popularity of swimsuits, especially two-piece swimsuits, in the 1960s, bikini hair removal gained momentum. So, between the 1940s and 80s, this article is saying, body hair removal was deemed the norm, especially in the USA. And as a result of multiple factors, such as increasing globalization, colonialism, modernization, and westernization, the practice slowly and gradually permeated into uh, other parts of the world as well your fucking eurocentric beauty standards thank you mm-hmm. so <laughs> um i found also an article about you know okay so you're shaving your underarms you're shaving your, your legs what about the hair down there well truth is people have cared about pubic hair for a while okay with the birth of the bikini in, the, in 1946 the stage was set for women to start trimming up down south sounds so weird While the 1960s and 70s encouraged a wilder bush, the 1980s and 90s encouraged more of a trim, or in some cases, a complete trim. So during this time, images or videos uh, videos of women uh, with shaved pubis were being widely distributed. And it was either through fashion photography or pornography. And so women started giving it more thought. At this time, the Brazilian wax hit the mainstream. The first salon offering a complete wax came stateside um, in 1987. And from then on, the practice traveled mostly uh, through word of mouth. So then you have also like uh, actresses like Gwyneth Paltrow who were talking about it. And also, if you guys remember Sex in the City, one of my favorite shows, uh, around like the year 2000, even Carrie Bradshaw, she gets um, a Brazilian wax. So in the last 10 years, women finally have the option of what they can do with their body hair whether they remove it or not it's definitely a stark contrast to the 1980s and 90s um women now are more openly talking about their body hair and especially what this what decision they make on it whether they want to go hairless or they want to have their hair so we can definitely say that for thousands of years women have been told what to do with their body hair but especially in the last like 100 and so years when advertise the power of advertisement came to be we were we were told what to do shave it do this get rid of it it's ugly it's disgusting it's unladylike it's filthy what the fuck anyway and now we have the internet we live on the internet pretty much um and so now it gives women an opportunity and a platform to to narrate their own story of this is my body i have the right to shave wax or not to it's my it's my right to decide what i should do in regards to hair grooming so this article says that women can go without shaving their armpits they can glitter bomb them and then post a celebratory picture um online uh women talk about it as we said um and also pubic hairs they they talk about their pubic hair what we do with it what we don't do with it Um, miley cyrus and madonna they're trying to promote the idea that you can do whatever you want with your hair damn right and it's it's different you know what's also exciting is that there are men talking about their options too i don't know who's billy bush I don't know who billy bush is but recently he showed apparently that um now it's acceptable for men to get brazilian waxes too hmm interesting i mean it's already a painful process but i I can only imagine what a man has to go through and the first image that pops into my head even though it doesn't show a brazilian wax if you guys remember the movie 40 year old virgin the 40 year old virgin i remember oh what's his name Steve, Steve, what's his name? Anyway, that actor when he goes and gets his chest like waxed, <laughs> was like, oh, painful, painful. So that is the history of um, how we've been force-fed this idea or this normative idea that hairlessness is pretty much apparently next to godliness, cleanliness, um, which is difficult to get rid of. Such um, such a notion because for so long it's been like you know it's just it's been force-fed upon us and it's very difficult to get rid of that idea of you know oh well we're allowed to do whatever we want with our body here nobody can dictate what we do with our own bodies and if anybody thinks they can go fuck yourself seriously um i say that with all the love and light in me (laughs) there might be a little bit of rage in there but definitely full of love and light when I say go fuck yourselves to people who have an opinion on what people are doing with their body hair seriously check yourself <laughs> like understand the reasoning behind such uh, 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 an idea or notion and I think many people forget that we are mammals by the way we, we are mammals at the end of the day yes like human beings well more spiritual beings having a human experience but we are walking around in this human sack of flesh and we are mammals and technically mammals have hair hello ah, anyway so i want to actually get into a personal account not my own personal account but i can <laughs> that sounds weird but um i can um definitely relate with this um article that i found um and it's about um Ru- sorry if i again i don't pronounce this name correctly rukaya harris rukaya harris and um, I found this article and on dazedigital.com. And it's uh, the title is, Despite Body Positivity, Rukaya Harris is Still Disgusted by Her Body Hair. So I'm going to talk, well, we're going to to, to see kind of like both sides of it and talk about the things that I've already mentioned throughout. Um, so from Ashley Armitage's advert, for razor brand billy the first of its kind to feature women with body hair as opposed to the usually silky smooth hairless pins to nike's campaign earlier this year that featured Niger- nigerian american singer Ana- anastasia with her arm raised to reveal a small patch of hair on her armpits mainstream representations of body hair um, are changing and as a result there's a viral body positivity movement More and more women are starting to embrace Their natural body hair And brands are following suit Yes because we are the consumer Listen to us God damn it Of course it is inspiring to see women Who don't just love themselves In spite of their body hair But actually love how they look In their natural state This is what Rukaya says I feel struck by the sheer courage And self-belief it takes For anyone to reject a social convention That is so intensely And relentlessly thrust upon us Yet, truth be told, I can't help but still feel disgusted by the sight of body hair on women. This is what she says, Um, and we're going to see why. So she says that for generations, the media represented um, this normalized version of hairlessness uh, or hairless women. So through these portrayals, we seem to have been conditioned into accepting that a woman's natural state is to be smooth-legged and bump-free. While the movement to embrace body hair has certainly helped alleviate some of the stigma surrounding it, the focus so far has typically been on thin white bodies with the hair itself being confined rather inoffensively to small patches on the legs and underarms. Um, It's failed to mention basically or failed to show uh, visually beard hair, sideburns, monobrows, mustaches, and navel hair on women. It's something that we don't really see. Um, especially also like it's very rare To see on social media I've only seen like I said a few posts but yes like Typically always see like small Patches of hair and me being um, Mixed race and everything let me tell you I do Not have small well I mean now I don't have That much body hair but in the sense of I never Had small patches of hair it Was just there in your face Dark pretty thick As well I did have a Mono brow that's the Mediterranean In me <clears throat> I do I I do have a little bit of like sideburn Issue uh, beard hat Mustache everything I have that by the way So um, A lot of, of times um, It's alienating not to see This um, Because there's some women Or some, some women yes Whether as a result of PCOS So that's polycystic ovary syndrome Or being trans or just belonging to a Certain ethnic group they're kind of leaving A lot of that out because You know There's an underrepresentation of it. So the article continues saying that though the policing of women's bodies is a universal issue, when it comes to matters of body hair, it's particularly a complex issue for women of color. When I was about six or seven, I remember being taunted about my mustache and thick monobrow by older kids. It was the first time I became aware of conventional standards of beauty by the fact that I was not fulfilling um, them. To avoid being the subject of ridicule i withdrew into myself i would avoid standing too close to people who who could see my facial hair and didn't make much eye contact and would try my best to avoid direct sunlight i found it difficult to find uh to feel confident in social situations and struggled to perceive my own femininity or feel attractive to boys this is what uh remembers This was not just my experience alone i remember distinctly that it was mostly south asian and middle eastern girls at school with visible body hair who felt the most pressure to remove it light hair against fair skin seemed markedly less offensive in comparison and most of the white girls i grew up with only bothered to shave their legs from the knee down seeing their furry blonde thighs unshaved and unbothered i became acutely aware from the onset of puberty That the onus on me to remove my body hair would always be far greater as a South Asian girl with thick, dark hair. So she continues to say that she was desperate to begin experimenting with hair removal and she began shaving and attempted to wax at the tender age of 11. Uh, I was only able to start feeling more uh, Comfortable and confident in my Body after I had convinced my mom To let me get uh, laser hair Removal on my face at around 12 Or 13 and on My legs soon after Actually I I can again Relate because I Think the first time I Actually shaved like my Mustache I was quite young I was very young actually That's That's horrific to think That I I shaved my mustache But I did I did She continues to say That the pain was excruciating Like tiny electric shocks Burning my skin I know the feeling My hair follicles were thick By genetic design And were not going down Without a fight But I Persevered sorry So while other girls Were going shopping And hanging out At the Starbucks On Saturday afternoon I was biting into towels And fighting back tears In the quest for beauty And a sense of inner peace But when i began to see the hair growth start to drastically reduce i instantly knew it was well worth all the pain and she says it totally transformed her confidence Uh, that said whilst the results were gratifying as the hair reduction was significant they were not permanent and i have since had to have various courses of laser hair removal as well as tedious evenings spent waxing and shaving during the years in between i am currently undergoing my full body laser hair removal which um, costs just over two thousand pounds and i pay for it in monthly installments she says that she goes every six weeks into the salon and she lies there like a beached whale for two hours getting zapped pretty much everywhere except for the hair on my head in the hope that one day i will finally be rid of my body hair completely and never have to think about it again i feel you i understand you So she goes on to say that, of course, I recognize that body hair positivity is important, and I hope it allows a lot of young girls to love and accept themselves in a way that I wish I had been able to. But for me, being uh, confronted with images of body hair is not only a reminder of a particularly low period of my life, it is still very much an ongoing and physically painful part of my life. I don't feel as though I will ever be free from these internalized notions of beauty and femininity that are etched so deeply into my psyche. So whilst it is empowering to see images of women embracing their body hair, it could also be triggering for her, she says. And a reminder of how body hair and women's beauty standards will always be uh, racialized. Perhaps it's easy to embrace your body hair if it was never really weaponized against you. Should I actually... um, I'm actually going to re, re- re-read that sentence. Perhaps it's easy to embrace your body hair if it was never really weaponized against you. It also feels surreal at times that the same beauty culture that made me loathe my own body hair is now telling me rather forcefully that I must embrace it. It made me feel unworthy of self-love or self Ooh, love for having body hair in the first place and now makes me feel as though I have failed at self-love again because I haven't yet learned to accept the hair I was always taught to hate self-love sold to us by corporations and through social media makes self-acceptance seem so easy when we reduced to a superficial Instagram post but true self-love requires a lot of work yes it does and that perhaps many of us aren't yet willing, willing to or able to do so At this point in my life what I am willing to do is continue down this path of hair removal as it makes me feel happy to be smooth and hairless and that's okay too I totally understand though it's true it's like the society that told you shave it shave it shave it it's ugly it's disgusting like we said before now this society, I I'm telling you society confoculates me now it's telling you embrace it embrace like your body hair embrace all of this so what we were told were imperfections for years and years and you know um and now they're just like embrace your imperfections and it's like what so for half of my life or more than half of my life you're telling me hate myself hate myself hate myself you're not perfect enough you're not white enough you're not pretty enough your hair isn't straight enough you have too much body hair you have mustache hair what the fuck Now it's like love it love it all Love yourself and it's like uh, Okay that's gonna take A fuck load of work Especially in in, in her case Where she started at six um, Well she started at 11 years old and everything But she was made aware at Six years old that she's um not fitting the ideal beauty standard at six years old we shouldn't be thinking about these things yet society forced us to think about these things and society made us feel like crap and also live in a society that compares us so sometimes yes it's true like um white people just don't have as much hair as let's say mixed race um People for example or You know depending again on ethnicity middle Eastern or south um, South Asian you know Mediterranean you know So already there's this comparison Of like well we have You know more body hair You know than a lot Of the white Population does and it's, it's Like for years you made us feel like crap About it and I remember when I was going to Catholic school and stuff like that and we had like Yes I went to Catholic school I think I mentioned that actually, but we had like skirts and stuff like that to wear, and I, you know, it was incredible. I had to, I had to shave because looking at like the other girls that I was in school with, they didn't, it didn't seem like they had this issue, and if they did, their hair was like that blondish kind of hair, so they didn't even need to shave. Whereas here I am, like um, a bit darker skin than they are, and my hair is extremely dark. So guess what? Started shaving at like e. Et- 10 11 years old and it's just Like oh my god seriously Ugh, I feel you I feel I understand the struggle In so many ways um, Because it is it is difficult That for years and years you're taught To self-loathe and then Your you're people turn around And say no you must love yourself Okay do you not understand how much work That takes like seriously So we have come to an end Of this episode and i want you guys to think about this honestly when you see a woman especially we're not talking about the men sorry gentlemen but you know this also can like you know this involves you too when you see a woman a woman or women who decide not to shave not to get rid of their hair what's your first thought is it to immediately judge and be like that's disgusting or is it to be like yes, embrace it? You know what? How do you feel about it? I want to know. I want to hear your opinions on the matter. I want to actually hear your opinions in general about Eurocentric beauty standards because this is also another Eurocentric beauty standard. Um, last week we did talk about skin lightening, skin bleaching in last week's episode, and um, I did receive a few comments on Instagram actually about um, people's personal experience with it. And how you know maybe their siblings um, were a bit lighter skin than them and they didn't feel pretty enough compared to the, even their own siblings you know um, again the society this culture that we have of comparison and compare comparing one another even down to siblings being compared and whatnot um, so I actually did a CTA which is a call to action on Facebook and on Instagram And I want to hear your stories actually. And the reason why I want to hear your stories is because as you all know, beauty unlocked, it came um, into being because there were all these social issues that I was judged on for many, many years and I'm just sick and tired of it. And so I wanted to point out the many flaws that society has and this beauty standard that's really unattainable. I mean because it doesn't take into Consideration ethnicities cultures Backgrounds anything and everything It's just one type of beauty You have to be this 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 and this You know and the way that we suffer um, For so many years You know believing that we're not good Enough because we're not attaining that Perfect Whatever the fuck that means that perfect Standard of beauty so I Want to hear all your stories Um, I want you guys to share It send me whether it be uh, privately or through the Facebook group and page Sending me a private message Or if it's like DMing me on Instagram Or even sending me an email at um, beautyunlockedpodcast at beautyunlockedpodcast.gmail.com I want to hear all your stories because And I will not, I mean if, if you share your stories with me And if you give me permission I would like to share it on the podcast uh, Because I want to show... Well show can't really show you but I want People who do listen to this podcast to understand that we are not alone in this struggle of where sometimes we do have self-loathing And that's because of what society has force-fed us. So this is why I want um, everyone who who listens to the show to actually Share their stories about how you Euro- eurocentric beauty standards have affected them personally, it doesn't matter whatever whether it be from um uh, Being shamed for your body hair, being shamed for your skin color, um, your natural hair on your head to, um, you know, your, your body shape, anything, your size, whatever, whatever it is. I want to hear about it because I think it's very important that we share one another's like stories. And this is what one of the things I do throughout the podcast is share little bits here and there of my story. Um, Throughout my life of kind of suffering under this eurocentric beauty standard So, please 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 like let's share each other's stories send me like a dm Send me a message on facebook um, email me as I said beauty unlocked podcast at gmail.com So that i'm able to share these stories on the podcast With that I want to say and I know again, I always say it but love each other love yourselves spread some of that sweet sweet love Please before you like send hateful messages Or you judge someone Stop to think Are those my ideals And my ideas of beauty Or is it because I've been force fed by society For so long That I am regurgitating What I've been force fed onto someone else That has really no impact on my life If they have body hair Or if they're bigger than me Or if they're slimmer than me Or if they have a different Whatever you know Please don't spread the hate. Just spread the positive vibes, this, the positive, like, loving vibes that we need, especially in this time. So with that, you will hear from me on next week's episode. We will speak, well, we will speak. I'm, I'm hoping to listen, or, oh my God, I'm hoping to hear from you guys. Seriously, the temperature is rising and I'm, I'm getting confuculated. Well, I'm always confoculated. But you will hear from me next week. With that, stay safe. And I look forward to receiving those messages.
0: Bye. Wow.